Welcome to episode 64 of Crave the Book. In today's episode, Amber and I are covering chapters 94 through 97 of Tracy Wolf's Covet. And in this episode, we have a lot of spoilers. So make sure that if you haven't read through court, you listen for the spoilers section because we're diving into a lot of the lore and foundation of the series. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. What is up, guys? Sorry we're a little late this week. Amber and I, we've we've told you before, but we're we're both business owners and holiday time is crazy. So over the next few weeks, if we're ever like late a day or late a few hours, just understand it's because we're busy, but we're still here for you guys. Uh, we do post updates about late episodes over in the Crave the Book podcast tea room on Facebook. That is our Facebook group. So feel free to join that if you ever want news and updates or just to chat with other listeners. We've got a lot of, of people in that group now, don't we? We're we pretty famous. Yeah, yeah. Infl- we are. Inflating our Thing. egos even more. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so today's episode, we're going to be covering chapters 94 through 97 of Covet. However, I will say that normally we do the howl. Sounds like this. When there are spoiler topics, and that way, if you haven't read past uh, chapters 94 to 97, or if, uh, honestly, if you haven't read Court, most of these uh, spoilers are going to be connected to Court, it it would probably be a good idea for you to leave once you hear that howl. Today's episode, I feel like, is going to be half non-spoilers and half spoilers, just because of where we are in the story. We get some major revelations. So we'll do our best to not spoil anything before we get to the howl. But just be aware that we're going to be reflecting back on court a lot once we get into spoilers. So if you haven't read that, make sure that you uh, turn off the podcast. Um, I don't think we had any other news. So are, are, did, is there anything else that we needed that you needed to say before we get into it? Um, no, other than uh, my next door neighbor is uh, doing a bathroom remodel, so um, there may be some strangeness. Oh, well. And Siren has just woken up. <laughs> so if you guys hear a siren, it's just Siren. Yeah. Um, she is loud. That's, that's A-OK. I think most of our listeners have critters and can understand. Um, so <laughs> last we left off, our, our little crew just got back from the Dragon Court. And uh, they, they arrived at Catmuir about the same time that Jackson and the Order did. And uh, Jackson had had gone and talked to his uh, mom. And m- his mom gave him a cryptic message about appearing weak when you are strong. And then they all decided to go to the Crone together because they're still trying to figure out how to get out of the prison if... Hudson ends up going to prison, and um, yeah, so, and the crone is apparently the only person who can tell them how to do that. Now, the crone lives on an island uh, somewhere by Hawaii, right? Because they've said yeah, something. she said mid-Pacific. Yeah, they said something about flying past Hawaii, and everybody's flying on the dra- on the dragons, but Jackson decided to float there. And I'm just picturing, like, is, okay, think about the speed that the dragons have to be flying. And think about Jackson floating at that speed. Is he, like, straight up and down, like, perfectly vertical, just floating at full speed with his, like, arms at his side? Or is he, because there's a little bit of momentum, is he standing straight up and down, but, like, tilted forward? Like, <laughs> slightly, you know what I mean? Like when you're on a, on a, what are those things? Those segways or a hoverboard, yeah. how, how you kind of tilt forward? Kind of like a little bit like, uh, is it eye boy or whatever it is? When like he's got a little bit of rockets coming out of his shoes. Yeah, he's just like slightly propelled forward. Just phew. Or <laughs> is he like Superman where he has decided that he's going to like lay on his belly and just kind and of... I, I don't know, because I, I like to think of him like sat cross-legged and kind of like meditating Buddha. <laughs> in the, just 
Through the power of thought, I am able to achieve levitation. <laughs> I, you know what? If anybody plays Overwatch, there is a character. That's that's exactly how I'm imagining him. That's my favorite. That's out of all of those. That is my very favorite. Um, okay, so <laughs> that's how I'm going to picture it from now on. Um, so they they get to the island, and apparently the house looks very gingerbread house yeah this is ominous ominously sickly like sickly sweet like if you ever walked past a house that went there's definitely a witch the witch that lives there the boils children that's the house they went to that whole set of dialogue especially i remember my first time reading it i laughed so hard out of all of the dialogue in the crave series when they're walking up to the house and and they were talking about like do they you know talking about do you think that she has an oven and grace is like i think most houses have an oven and someone said something about about grilling them and flint goes is that a thing grilling (laughs) (laughs) yep and jackson pipes in with like no i'm thinking more like wood-fired pizzas i'm pretty sure i see a pizza oven when i when i was on the way in (laughs) yeah and then walking up to the house like we still haven't decided what this architecture is called gingerbread mansion gingerbread villa gingerbread ski lodge (laughs) yeah and then i i i couldn't picture it in my head i think that i saw like a cottage yeah to begin with but the more they described it it just kind of like inflated I, I as they, they described it it just got bigger and bigger i was picturing the uh the house on uh the esme island in twilight but gingerbready siren is really really she, tantruming she's I'm going to let her outside you're fine you're fine <laughs> uh, i will keep entertaining um yeah i i pictured it like on a Child. beach like with some uh you know, because they talked about there being lampposts and every lamppost had like a different colored light. I don't know. As they approached, they said that it sounded or that it looked like a huge mansion. So that's it, it's really hard to picture a because when you think of a gingerbread house, you think of like a teeny tiny little cottage with like a cute little windows and little gumdrops and little little frosting roof and trying to think of it as a mansion is kind of hard but um that that whole set of dialogue with them walking up the steps trying to decide and finally um so i think i think flint said so what does this mean and grace says that she's architecturally challenged <laughs> and i laughed so hard um there she is I hear her. I hear Amber approaching. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I could hear you in the background shuffling as you approach. Um, yeah. So, so we've just discussed the the, the gingerbread house. <laughs> yeah, like like the way the way that they described it. Each time, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger in my imagination. I was like, it's already it's lost its whimsy now. It's yes. just it's got bigger and bigger. Um. So they're all going to go in. Well, they go to knock on the door. And of course, the crone ends up being right behind them. And she's like, like hello, hello, dear children. Hello. But she's actually, but she's actually like this beautiful woman with multicolored hair. Yeah. Not She's doing her gardening. They were expecting an old in hag. In the dark. <laughs> in the dark. Oh, was it dark? Well, it was an hour before dawn. She said that it was the best time to pick her ingredients. You're right. You're right. And uh, the vampires couldn't be out in in the sun, I which kn- Jackson was unnecessarily pissed off at Luca for, not Hudson. Oh, I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. I didn't catch that at all. Oh. Yeah. Um, little. Uh, little it's not a spoiler because we've been speaking about it the whole time yeah um but yeah um he was really pissed off with luca um for the same reason that he should be pissed off at at hudson for but hudson got none of the anger no and then 
she starts to lead them into her house but she just turns around right when Jackson starts to go in and she's like no I do not want any soulless creatures in my house and I was like I, I did not remember her ever saying soulless creatures no I thought I, I remembered her being like dramatic about it but not necessarily saying those words yeah yeah like, I, I thought it was creatures of your kind or something in there. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Grace is like, no, this is, this is the, this is the vampire prince. And she's like, I know exactly who he is. So. <laughs> yeah. And the way that she said it was like, this is, Hud this is Jackson Faker. Like, how could his name not be on the invite list? <laughs> it was, it was really like. Don't you know who this is? How dare you not like let him in? Yeah, and she she's like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> so he goes and he sits on the porch and just kind of swings back and forth. Him and Eden and Mackay, right? They they stay outside. Yes, um, I think that they're the only ones that could. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Can you hear them? Yes. They are going mental. They are going they are going <gasps> very crazy. <laughs> I want to sort them out, but I also like want to just get it done. Power through. Um it's just like I, I know it's a very annoying bark and I don't like <sighs> I'm gonna go sort her out. Okay. <laughs> Once and for all. If you find <laughs> she's gonna be put in the recycling bin. Okay. Um so we this is actually a good a good part for Amber to to run for a minute Stop. because we get inside the I guess it's not a cottage we get inside the the crone's mansion and she's being super dramatic she's all flourishy she wants she wants everybody to look at her as she tells this big long story the, and it's almost like the history of the paranormal religion. Because she tells a story about the two sisters, one, you know, who's kind of, you know, responsible for chaos, one that is responsible for order, and they are meant to be balanced. They are meant to kind of, you know, even each other out. Um, and their mother died giving birth. And... I would assume they talk about um, a seal. And actually, something that I didn't notice before is that a seal is... I, I don't know if a seal is non-binary or if a seal is... Because a seal is kind of like a the creator of a... Of gods, a seal it would have been because they had the mother and then I'm assuming that a seal would be biologically their father figure but i can't decide if a seal is non-binary or if a seal because basically these the, it would be the creator of a god maybe they are above even having genders because in in um the book that i'm writing i have a character who i'm attempting to develop um who's like that they're just they're beyond it it's it's not even a concept but either way um so the two sisters are you know they they basically are the ones that kind of balance out the universe but uh one ends up creating the paranormals and one ends up creating humans and they're very upset that their creations are basically always at war with each other um they're they're constantly feuding the humans and the paranormals and this causes conflict between the sisters and long story short the sisters end up getting sent like to earth or to our dimension our plane whatever rather than being able to travel throughout the realms they get confined just to ours um or i'm sorry one of them does, Cassia um, does, because she's kind of the the one of chaos. She gets sent to Earth. 
um, and her sister, because things have to be balanced, her sister also has to be sent to Earth with less power. So it was kind of like a punishment from a seal that they got sent to Earth. Um, Amber, are you back? I I am. Um, are you I just, am. Lis- you I just am listening to me go on life with dogs? Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I threw them outside and I went, well, it's going to be really quiet. And then two dogs walked past that went nuts at the fence. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. I thought they were fighting. Like, I thought they were killing each other. That's how loud they were. And I, 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 that was when I sat back down, then had to run back downstairs. Like, <laughs> no, I've, I've given them an ear to chew and, okay. and they're in separate rooms. And I hope they just take we'll power that. through. Yeah. <laughs> So I just got through the story of uh, Cassia and Adria. Adria, Adria, Adrian. Adria, Adria. They, they are now on Earth at, with less power than what they had when they were. They were goddesses. Now they're demigods. Yes. Um, um, and I, I was wondering, like, like, if they ever went to, like, war... The mm-hmm. paranormals and the humans, and they were they were like the war leaders of each faction, each half. Would gargoyles just be in the middle because no one, no one was their creator? A seal was the creator of Cassia and Adria and gargoyles. Yeah, which kind of puts gargoyles on the same equal like level playing field. As, yeah, demigods. But the, but then, like, she kind of says that the gargoyles were nothing except like the things that restore balance. She she didn't necessarily talk highly of the gargoyles, but she also didn't sniff at them like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I, I and I know that this it's not quite spoiler territory, but I I always thought that the names were the other way around, and I was like like. <laughs> I was feeling gaslit the entire time. Like, no, I thought it was the other way around. <laughs> Cassia is is chaos, right? Yes. Okay. But I thought that the humans and the paranormals were switched. Oh, got it, got it. But it, it wasn't, and now I'm very confused. Um, and the way that she said, so she said that Adria chose a paranormal. She even mated one, and th- no. that she chose her side. Thought it was Cassia. Cassia, Cassia tro- chose a paranormal, right? No, maybe it was Adria. One of them. <laughs> it had to have been Adria. Um, but if you are a, a, a demigod, how can you mate with a human? Like ethically. I mean- like you would have to explain to this human that you're a demigod. I I I get the feeling that it's it works under Harry Potter terms. <laughs> or like you can you you cannot tell anyone except a couple people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> except like your your ride or die friends. Yeah, like you cannot you are not allowed to tell a soul. It is against the law. We must protect Every everyone in this universe at all costs, except for that person that you're banging. Yeah, if, and I, you I, can tell I, I kind of felt like it was a really like, oh, she chose her side. I'm like, yeah, she chose the side that you currently rule. And if anything, that's a a compliment. Yeah, but instead, you're like, no, 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 no. The um, uh, the paranormals must stay with the paranormals, and the humans must stay with the humans. I don't care that I'm a paranormal, and I don't care that you're a human, but we must never mix. Was it your sisters? It was. It was really weirdly like written, and I was like, "Hmm, it seems a bit racist here." Just a little. You chose your. You chose your side. I mean, she literally <laughs> is chose. She's chosen the side that you created. Right. I mean, I don't know about you, but I would choose a paranormal over a human any day. Way yeah, cooler. there's not. I'm hoping that we get a little. I'll, I'll, I've got stuff in spoilers, so we'll 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 get into the meat and potatoes in a minute. Potatoes, meat and potatoes, mm. um, food. Let's see. 
Um, yeah, so she gets into the, the topic of Cyrus um, because she, she says that Cyrus essentially was the one who betrayed the gargoyles, killed all the gargoyles. I want to know, who was the guy who betrayed them? Yeah, you're right. They did say that somebody somebody, somebody betrayed was like, them. Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell them the secret of the gargoyle king and then was yeah, never there mentioned was, again. <laughs> there, was, there was a Judas among them yeah and just it was never mentioned again who was that person did they also die too are they in it wasn't the they they betrayed the gargoyle king right yeah but then that cost all the gargoyles their lives so was he included in the cull or did he did he escape for his his information is he still here I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I have no so idea. That was never, that was never mentioned. Um, but she she also said um, that grace um, cannot be affected by order magic or chaos magic, but only natural magic. Because the venom affected her. Yeah. It was like, oh, but Osiris is an eternal bike. Like almost killed me, and um, the crone goes, "Oh no, honey! Like he's he's not got any magic left, really." Yeah. That's, now, if that's you just... were in their position and found out that Cyrus had no magic, why would you bother going round all the, the questy quests when you know that you're infinitely more powerful than him as a group, anyway? I think that it's more that he has numbers and he likely has people who who do have magic protecting him. Because, I mean, Hudson has already proven that he could just go kill him. Like, Yeah. But I think that the issue is, if that were to happen, what, what are the repercussions? Because it wouldn't just be like he's gone. Delilah would still be alive. You'd have to make the hard decision on whether or not you would kill Delilah. Would Delilah take that you know seat by herself or does it have to be a mated pair who rules would that be hudson and grace would that be jackson like who would who would be next in line for the throne it would be very political i'm not saying i'm not saying it's the wrong decision but yeah just i kind of feel like they're like oh it was like probably one of the most important pieces of information that they received and they didn't do anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you were a paranormal and you had no magic, what would be the first thing that you would want to go and do? Go get more. Right. And right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the crone agrees to help them basically after she tells this big long story they explain that they need to be able to get hudson out of the prison she's like well the best thing to do would be to not go to prison yeah she was um, like es es escape she was like just run run from um run from that warrant um and just don't go that's that's yeah. the solution and they're like um that that's not possible yeah, run, run forever if you have to, but don't go. So she does agree to help, but she says that if she helps, she basically gets one free favor from Grace to be called she upon. She can call in any time. Any time, anything. And Grace is like, well, I've got some terms. And she's like, well, you're not in a position to bargain. But Grace is like, okay, actually I am. Because Grace can tell that the crone really wants something too. So Grace's terms were that it cannot be anything that hurts anybody that I love or care about. And then she changes it and she's like, actually anyone, it can't hurt anybody. Anyone. <laughs> it, and those were all her, her only terms were that it cannot hurt anybody. I would be so dumb and accidentally give her a loophole. Like I'm not that good at like legal no wordings would um, but exactly how she worded it would you grant the crown your favor under those exact terms not hurting anybody that you 
care about or anyone? <laughs> I don't know because Grace seems to have a different. Um, what's the word? Like goal in life. She doesn't ever want to hurt anybody. Whereas I don't have those as many qualms. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can. You know. Kill, kill a couple people as long because as I don't know there who they are. there are loopholes. Like, what if, for example, that um, in order to save everybody, the one thing that you have to do is pull out an arrow from your husband? That is hurting your husband, whether indirectly or directly. Yeah. But that could be part of a bargain, is that you have to cause pain in order to 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 achieve something i would be okay with that i would it's be okay it, with pulling out an arrow yeah it's like it's it's not a very it's, She's it's like a literally ver- like no pain full stop and it's like ah oh, um but then would she not be able to ask that as as the the deal Regardless, she wouldn't be able to stand there smug going, well, unfortunately, <laughs> you made your deal. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not very good at making I, like bargains. I'm also not very good at keeping secrets. I'm really, really bad. So I was immediately suspicious of how it was originally worded. Like I, I just I was like, eh, this isn't enough. There's a reason that when you sign terms and conditions, they're like. 10 pages long there's definitely <laughs> should have gotten like a notary had definitely this scripted up center pillar yeah this this needs this needs a little bit Centipilla. more polishing but uh, uh, beautiful silence <laughs> um so they talk about like oh you know receiving payment and macy is starts digging through her purse and she's like i think i only have 20 dollars <laughs> He's like, let's let's all pull together. Come on, guys, bring all your cash. Um, but then the crone, she she makes her agreement, and then she disappears for a minute, and she comes back with this big bowl of water and flowers floating in it, and she's like, "This is butterfly weed." And I was just like, <laughs> and the first thing that Grace does is like, "Give me the- mm, <laughs> thank you. These smell wonderful." Yeah, sticks her. <laughs> She's she's like, oh, I want to sniff that. And <laughs> the crud's like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And, uh, and Grace is like, if I've ever learned anything about this paranormal world, is that when somebody tells you not to do something like that, you listen. <laughs> she, finally. Finally. Yeah. She ain't listened before. Yeah. Um, um, and, and then the crone leaves them with this parting words, which is the end of the chapter. It's like, yeah, so um, all you need to do to escape the prison is um, die. Like you, you dramatic bitch. <laughs> I remember reading that the first time and being like, "This bitch, really? Come on!" <laughs> yeah, she um, she she really uh, led them down that garden path of agreeing to her terms, getting excited by the flowers, be intrigued as to what the solution is, and then just like, oh, punchline, you gotta die, souls, <laughs> you gotta die. All right, let's jump right into spoilers because this there's just so much there was more spoiler stuff to talk about than there was normal content so if you haven't finished covet and court uh you might want to bounce out here because we're going to literally ruin the whole like background story for these characters um and siren's going to ruin the background noise exactly (laughs) we're on a time crunch um so (laughs) at what point did they just start referring to this poor woman as the crone? Like, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that's my old hag of a sister. You know, the crone. At five years old. <laughs> she's, she's, she's like this beautiful, young-looking woman. They're like, oh no, that's my hag, hag of a sister. This old bitch. I, I love that there was a point in the story where she said that they had to go through this like ritual where they chose their name, and those were the names they went with. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want to be called in all the world? I want to be called Cassia. I'm Thaldor the Great. <laughs> yeah, like, you'd go a bit more dramatic, right? But no, they, they went, yeah. Um, and uh, it was so obvious rereading it through that she was Cassia. She's a Drea. 
Adria. Uh, there you go. But like, like the way that she was talking yeah. was very much like a "you owe me thanks for existing." And especially how Grace is like, I don't think that she's she's not no. even gonna convince me that she's the. There's no way that this woman is standing in front of me is a million year old demigod, right? Yeah. Why does but it, ev- why everything point to age? She does, doesn't she? She suddenly turns around and Grace can suddenly see her age. And I think that was the foreshadowing of her hair as well, where it was every shade, including gray. Oh. Okay. Um, like and it's, it's-, it's not until they had, like, agreed to her terms and then they turn around and all of a sudden she's really super old. And she's like, you owe the crone a crazy, crazy favor. Okay. You're right. You're right. Um, um, Yeah. And she she also talks in the way that like, this favor is not going to be a good thing oh no she definitely makes it known that this is gonna hurt whatever it is yeah like what if it's like you need to die and she she's 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 aunt right yeah she's grace's aunt okay and mother of isadora which i have a note about as well oh i forgot about that that's so funny i forgot that um yeah so I was like, I was like, if the crone was desperate to meet her daughter and was looking for her, why would you live on a desert island in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> she's not going yeah. to stumble <laughs> upon you. Just yeah, she doesn't seem to be trying very hard to find her. So okay, so I said, why doesn't she want Jackson in the house? Like, what's the actual reason? Then I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, she's kind of the she's the side chick with a kid with the with the bastard child, and. Jackson and Hudson are like the little, like little prodigy sons. Does Jackson so, look more like Cyrus? I don't know. Like she See, says, like, I had, I had the a theory, and thing. it wasn't, it wasn't anything to do with who they were. It was to do with the fact that Jackson doesn't have anything that would motivate him to make a bargain. Yeah, he doesn't have anything. Um, like you have to have a soul to be able to crave something, to want something enough to be able to surrender or sacrifice something in order to make a deal. But if he has no soul, he's not going to have any motivation to bargain with her. So he's useless. Yeah, that's. But at the same time, why too. would she feel threatened about the rest of the people coming? She's not going to make bargains with everybody. And she was really mad too. Yeah. It might just be that, like, she f- f- feels threatened by them. Yeah, it, I, I was thinking that it might just be something that she's never really experienced. Like, you know how um, if a barn owl has a baby that comes out with black feathers, this this is going to sound weird. Just stick with me. Barn owls will occasionally have um, babies that... I can't remember what is the word for an animal that because I know albino melanistic. Is, okay, but <laughs> yeah, that melanistic um, and leucistic. Yes, those things. If they have a, a black baby, <laughs> sounds bad. They I'm kill it I'm immediately because they don't recognize it as an owl because it's something. It's it was unexpected. They see it and they're like, "Oh my god, holy shit!" And they immediately they kill it. Racist and my thought, owls. I know, right? But my thought is that she probably hasn't seen someone like Jackson, like no soul, in it, But how either. can she recognize it? It's his aura. <laughs> Your aura is very yellow today. It does make me th- me wonder whether he's gone to visit the blood letter at, since he broke the bond, because surely the blood letter would also be able to have the same skill at recognizing that he had no soul. Especially since she's close to him, but I don't think that she has, or he has. Oh my god. <laughs> You're full of noises today. Oh, just all life. The, all the sounds. Um, another little thing that I picked up is that a seal who, was, who created had part in the creation of Cassia and Adria, which while you were um, tending to the dogs, I had mentioned that a seal is referred to as they, whether that be because a seal is non-binary or because a seal is above having a gender because the creator of a god would have to also be a god. So maybe gender is just 
uh, too human of a concept. Um, but a seal said that once the the twins kind of like chilled out and learned their lesson, that they would return for them. But he never that, did. So a seal is a seal like still around is a seal like i don't think a seal is like a person because i I think that it's more of like if it if they're gods then a seal is probably more of like a an abstract type concept of a paternal every every time you say his name my brain goes baby (laughs) a seal yep Yeah, no, he he never came back. And then then I thought about how um, Grace and Isadora could be like the reincarnation of the twins, because again, oh. daughter of chaos, daughter of order. And I'm wondering whether a seal comes back for those rather than Cassie and Adria, because they've lived their lives like they don't need their dad anymore. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Isadora and Grace don't have a dad. That's true. That's and are still true. teenagers and, and both very emotionally roller coastery. So yeah, I was thinking maybe Baby comes back for them <laughs> rather than the uh, old 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 crony people. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, and then then and then the whole like oh my god, it's so obvious that Cassia Adria, whatever her name is, was was who she said she was because it's like indulge me on a trip down memory lane nobody calls a story that they were not involved in a trip down memory lane no <laughs> like indulge me on a trip down memory lane there was once an elephant that i wrote i've never been on an elephant so therefore that story would not have started with a trip down memory lane because it wouldn't be a memory you say once upon a time as like a fairy tale or a folklore legend kind of thing that you weren't personally involved in but memory literally is something you personally experienced. Yeah. So they're all just dumb as shit. Is yeah. what I is what I came to the conclusion of. Now, now I might be dumber because this whole time that the unkillable beast has been talking to Grace, I never made the connection that it's because he's the gargoyle king and everybody says that the gargoyle king has the ability to talk to all the gargoyles. Yeah, I don't regardless of the fact they've made a connection before or not. I don't know why I didn't. I was, I was just like, "Wow, Grace is so in tune." No, no, I literally got it as, as soon as. Um, I'm Alistair said like the, gar- <laughs> the gargoyle king or the gargoyle queen can talk to anybody that they want. Um, there's a gargoyle. Like I was like, oh, that's how. But then Grace then tried to do it as queen and nobody accepted her. And I was like, oh, okay. So it is not a two-way thing. It's not a Grace could do it because she- <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't because Grace was queen. It was because Alistair was king. Yeah, yeah. I love how it's this also noticed- because they they were also related. So they probably would have been able to anyway maybe like their connections stronger the frequency is matching up better you know like when you tune in a radio yeah i love how this note you just put court in all big letters like yeah just in case i was like just in case (laughs) but yeah like why would why would you live on a desert island in the middle of nowhere if you were desperate on finding your long-lost daughter is she not able to okay so the blood letter can't leave her cave, right? She's stuck there. Well, this is my next point. And I didn't write it down because I didn't know how to explain it in words. So here goes. Everything that happens to one must happen to the other. Uh-huh. So the blood letter is imprisoned and then so is the crone. It uh-huh. might not necessarily be a physical barrier of like uh, like the cave is for the blood letter, but the blood letter was specifically hiding from cyrus the crone was not hiding from cyrus because she didn't necessarily need to if if anything cyrus should be hiding from her because jesus fucking christ she he's got some some things that he owes her um so then i was like why would the crone help them like why would she bother then i thought if she helped them achieve the crown the blood letter would then get the crown and be able to escape. 
her prison, which would then mean she was then free to Ah. leave her island. Because at no point do we see either sister outside their prison or their island or their cave during the entirety of the books. And I think it's not because she chose to live there, it's because she's stuck there. That makes sense. Because I was like, she has no investment. Other than a deal, like, what could she get out of it in terms of a favour? But she has no reason to help them. Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean, uh, I, yeah. unless there's any, like, knowledge that they're family and there's, like, a, a, a an obligation there. But it really does feel like a selfish motive. I mean, she was if she was she was quite warm towards Grace and was quite appreciative of how like diplomatic she was, um, how much she was pleasantly surprised by her and her power and everything like that. But I think if she really truly cared about her in a family sense, she wouldn't allow her to go to the prison in the first place. Um, right. She also wouldn't give her a flower that would simulate death. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's very a, sel- a selfish reason. And I think it's already thought out that the reason why they need to go to the prison is to go and get the blacksmith who can then free the unkillable beast and the and thus the crown. And not only would that then mean that the, the, the bloodletter has her mate back, but it also means that she'll have her crown back and the crown was the only thing that would break her prison and also remove Cyrus's power. But it doesn't seem like the crown is particularly threatened by Cyrus. She calls him a sad little man. I mean, that's how else not, do you talk about That's not about a feeling of like, I'm scared. That's a like, ugh, pathetic man. So I don't think she's choosing it to remove Cyrus of his powers because that was the whole point of the crown, wasn't it? It was to remove cyrus's powers but actually she's already said that a cyrus has no powers and she doesn't seem threatened by him during this entire exchange so i think it is purely selfish motives for i want out and if my sister is free i am free that makes sense and then maybe she would be more free to go look for her daughter Mm mm-hmm yeah which um, would make sense as to why um macy's mum was the only one that could go look for her Ah, I forgot about Macy's mom. Yeah. Because nobody else, she she couldn't go herself, so she would have to try and get bargains on people to have them motivated enough to look for her daughter. Yeah, recruit somebody. Um, Yeah. All right, next one is yours, but I do want to say, why is it always a cup of life? (laughs) Why is it always, or it's like, the cauldron why is it always why does life always start as a liquid (laughs) a liquid a cup a pitcher a ladle ladle a ladle of life yeah i don't know but i thought i thought that the like the really tiny sort of mention of the cup of life was interesting um so adria stole the cup of life from cassia i think that was the right way around um, and that meant that they were not allowed to travel between realms, where, which was how they created the creatures in each realm. Like, they removed that access. And I'm thinking that's how they get to the Shadow Realm. Ah. They got to go find the Cup of Life. That, uh, yeah, okay. I mean, okay. I mean how, how else are they going to get to the Shadow Realm? The only way that they got to the Shadow Realm in the first place was doing some like yeah like they can't do it deliberately but i'm wondering whether that tiny kernel of information is suddenly remembered like oh my god do you not remember that crazy old witch lady said that it helped them travel between realms i'm sure it could get us to the shadow realm that's either that or they go literally word for word that is exactly what's they'll go talk to her and she'll be like you idiots don't you remember what i told you i gave you you all the information (laughs) And she'll make them owe another bargain for it as well, guaranteed. And then they'll owe... Well, did Grace already cash in? No. No, she she still owes the crone. The crone never asked her for anything. 
they're, she's going to go back because she's going to forget that she owes the crone. And they're See, as, say, as much as I think like, oh, well, she got the daughter back for the crone. So therefore, maybe the crone's like forgiven. No, absolutely not. She is keeping that favor. I don't think she's so nice as to just go, oh, you're forgiven from your debts. I, You've I'm brought so, me my daughter. I'm so happy. Yeah, no, she's absolutely not that kind of person, especially as Isadora's reunion with her was not favorable. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Um, and then my final, final, <laughs> final, final. I could thing. never decipher. She just has a note that says, poof, Q. <laughs> <laughs> What? Again, it, I didn't know how to word it. So <laughs> okay. we we know that Hudson can poof things out of existence. Yes. We also know that Hudson can poof himself out of existence and kind of just do a floaty floaty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what happens to all the things he poofs? So th- because Hudson, when he poofs, he doesn't go anywhere. He still technically exists. Are they ghosts? Yeah. Yeah, are they ghosts? Does he send them to the shadow realm? Poof purgatory. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm just thinking, like, he um, specifically says in court that when he poofs people, he can feel their soul. Like, he feels like he's taking their souls and they're taking a bit of him with them. And I'm just wondering whether he is a channel to another realm and he's kind of ripping them from one realm and sending them to another and then because it doesn't just disintegrate and he doesn't just disintegrate but him being the channel himself he wouldn't ever need to go to the other side he would just kind of be a wibbly wobbly um but i'm wondering whether that's how he got to the shadow realm because grace didn't decide where they went huh because that's what happened was that he poofed as she gargoyled so she both locked them in her head which was the the room that they were in his lair but also i think he was the one that transported them and the only reason that it worked was because he poofed her does that mean that he does that mean that if hudson wanted to he could perpetually generate time dragons Yes, I also think that he might be able to bring Smokey to this side. Because if he poofs Smokey, is he like a reverse transmat? What would would Smokey be able, since Smokey is made of shadows, could Smokey live outside of that realm? I don't know. Because this was my other, other, other question. <laughs> <laughs> the cup of life meant that Cassia and Adria could go to the other realms to create life. Which meant that one of them created... The shadows. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering whether... Yeah, I don't know. Is it, is, it, is it something that they created or was it was it something that the queen created? Because I don't think that the queen was able to create something so... Um, independently thinking? Does that make what, sense? What was uh, the... She seemed to create... There was a backstory for her in the bonus chapters, and I can't remember exactly. She, I, all I remember was she was sitting in a forest. There was a lot of angst. And someone came and talked to her. A guy came and talked to her, but I can't remember the specifics. Yeah, and, and I'm, just, I'm just kind of wondering whether the queen created them. Because I, don't, I think that whatever the queen created, she would use to uh, her own ends. Like, well, if I create the shadows, they have to be part of my army. They can't be running around freely and doing their own thing. Whereas if one of the sisters created them, it is just creation of life. It's creation of another paranormal. Hmm. It would also explain why there are humans there as well. Because if both of them traveled to all the realms, they wouldn't just be creating paranormals in all the realms. It would be both humans and paranormals. Yeah. Or other or it's just where they do their like weird experiments. Like purple people. Yeah, they create like weird sub races. I don't yeah. know. I yeah, I we'll had s- many, many questions during this chapter, and I think it was because it was such a big revelation chapter that I was like, okay, let's filter through this information. What do we know now that we can use this information for? And I think the first thing is 
big reveal, they're going after the cup of life to be able to get to the different realms. I think that's a doozy. How else are they going to get to the Shadow Realm? Yeah. Because it's not just all Hudson and Grace need to get back to the lair. It's all of them. They can't all go, especially Mikai. He's not... I don't think he's, he's going to go with them. I think that they're going to go and leave him at Cat. He's just going to fight. But the time changes. Time goes differently when they're... Uh... Or does it? It does. They because I, I, I originally thought that it was the gargoyle thing. That because Grace was in her gargoyle, and like, for example, when they go to the gargoyle army, time is different there. But then oh. the time dragon thing happened and then reversed time. So I don't think it was that at all. I don't think time moves differently. Okay. Because the way that they popped back into the lair right at the end of Charm was before all of the pranks had happened, which meant that it was roughly around four months into... Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm wondering whether, like, you know, like, you, you, if you're in the shadow realm, looking for these weird, creepy bug things that are going to save Makai's life, and Makai's not with you, how do you know that Makai's just not dead? They'll maybe they'll let him stay at the lair. I reckon they'll put like a little timer on him. It's like <laughs> tick, 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 tick. we have we have three days, three <laughs> days to make sure that Makai survives. And then at two days, 59 minutes, <laughs> like, we're almost there, Makai. There is 30 <laughs> seconds to go. And then they think that they've lost it. They think, and then his, his eyes suddenly flutter back to life. And you're like, <gasps> Bella style in Breaking Dawn part two. Yeah, he's suddenly <laughs> a vampire. Would you believe? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, guys, thanks so much for listening. Um, Sorry, this episode was a little bit late, but hopefully this and this loud, one, yeah, and late and loud and laughing and uh, ludes and ludares and late loud laughing ludes. Yes, get it, get it in a decal for over your dining room table. Live, yeah. la live, laugh, love ludares. Um, yeah. All right, guys. I guess we'll t see you next week. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. I need... Where's my stop button?